Welcome to the By Every Word Bible Study Podcast, where once a week we'll have some time to share with one another, looking at God's Word and how it can better our walk with Him. Please have your Bibles ready as we begin our time of study now. Greetings and welcome back to the By Every Word Bible Study Podcast. Today, we will continue our study on God's plan of salvation. We will do so by looking at confession. Previously, we have discussed the first parts of God's plan of salvation, those being hearing, believing, and repentance. We also discussed how each part of God's plan is equally important. Going back to our first two studies on this topic together, we even evaluated how we do not have the authority to pick or choose which of these that we do or do not do, whether it is that hearing or believing or so forth. Rather, we saw through God's word that all parts of God's plan are equally important. Today, however, we start to get into a discussion that causes some people to diverge in their belief about when salvation is granted to a person who wants to become a Christian. So, in our study today, I ask that we remove any preconceived notions that we do not focus on what the world or those around us may have taught us, but we completely and truly look at the Word of God. We will view the Word of God and what it says about confession in terms of our salvation. In truth, this should be our mindset and desire any time we are studying the Word of God. Confession is broken down into two different types. One being the confession that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and also the confessions of our sins that we make to God or to other people that we live around. In God's plan of salvation, confessions of sins can be made prior to baptism, but this is not the confession we focus on for God's plan of salvation. Of course, confession of sins will take place for us when we do repent. And even after our baptism, as we live our lives in sin during our Christian walk post-baptism, we will continuously confess our wrongdoings, either to God or to those around us we may have hurt. Confessions of sins is so very important, but for a person wanting salvation, we, we will read today that confession of Jesus, being the Son of God, leads us unto salvation. That salvation we will receive only through baptism, as we will study the next few weeks together. For one, a person can confess their faith, and on the other hand, they can confess their sins. But today, as we have discussed already, our study is focused on the confession, the confession that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. To begin, we will look at an individual's confession of faith. And to see this, we will begin our study in Matthew chapter 16, verses 13-16. through 16. As usual, I will be using the New American Standard Translation from 95, but you can feel free to read along with me if you would like in any translation that you prefer. There the Bible tells us, starting in verse 13, Now when Jesus came to the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, and others Elijah, but still others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. We see here that Jesus, knowing the answer before asking, of course we already understand that Jesus knew the answer of who he was. But Jesus asked this question for edification of those following him. 
Peter here confessed his faith, saying Christ is the Son of the living God. God himself confesses the majesty of Jesus twice in the Bible, the first time being when he was baptized by John the Baptist. And we see in the Bible where it tells us in Matthew chapter 3, verse 17, And behold, a voice out of the heaven said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. God also reaffirms this fact at the transfiguration of Jesus in Matthew chapter 17, verse 5, where he says, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. In addition to this, Jesus makes a confession about who he himself is in Matthew chapter 27, verse 11. There the Bible says, Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor questioned him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said to him, It is as you say. This is known as the good confession, and this confession is celebrated by Paul in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 12-13, through 13, where, Tim- where Paul writes to Timothy, Fight the good fight of faith, take hold of the eternal life to which you were called, and you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God, who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus, who testified the good confession before Pontius Pilate. So far, we've already studied today some examples of confession of Jesus being the Son of God. But what does this confession have to do with us today in our desire to receive the gift of salvation? Jesus' confession was the proverbial nail in his coffin. He was being put to death for doing one thing and one thing only, the will of God in heaven. This confession leads to his death, and we saw earlier him saying that he is what Pontius Pilate said he is, being tried for the crimes that he was being charged for. But as we know, Jesus eventually had victory over death, didn't he? For Jesus was resurrected on the third day, the tomb was left open, and God had won an eternal victory over sin. While Jesus' confession did bring about his coming death, our confession leads to eternal victory through Jesus. Romans chapter 14 verse 11 tells us of the return of Jesus. And the Bible says there, For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall give praise to God. So it does not matter your standing, your faith, your earthly position, age, or anything else worldly. When Jesus returns, nothing can exempt us from this promise. All knees shall bow, and every tongue shall give praise to God. To be a person outside of the faith, this would be a terrible fate. However, as we study God's Word and we want to be obedient and become Christians, we see through God's Word that confession for us is not reserved for the last day, but rather should be confessed prior to baptism. And we see this in the book of Acts chapter 8, verses 36-37. And in this section of Acts, Philip is talking to the Ethiopian eunuch. And there the Bible tells us, As they went along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, Look, water, what prevents me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. While we will come back to these verses in our study on baptism, they are also pertinent for our study today. The eunuch was studying the Bible and he was taught about Jesus and the hope of salvation by Philip, 
Then we have this exchange here in verses 36 through 37. The eunuch sees water. He's already heard about how it corresponds to salvation. And when he asked Philip, what prevents me from being baptized? He is told he must make a confession. Then the eunuch makes the confession. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Now we must be mindful here, this is not the point of salvation, nor does the Bible tell us or allude to that thought. In fact, the eunuch is immediately baptized after this exchange and after this confession. Point being, a confession was made prior to the eunuch receiving the gift of salvation. The salvation being offered through baptism for the eunuch the same way it is offered to us today. However, confession was still a part of the plan that God had given. And as we wrap up our first part of our study, we need to be mindful of the confession as we continue to talk about it and study it today. As we continue, it's important to remind ourselves of two things. For one, as we have said time and time again, through our study of God's Word and God's plan, all parts of God's plan are needed. They are all non-negotiable. They are all necessities. So arguing that confession is not important or can be skipped over or be avoided completely is wholly false. At the same time, we must understand that some individuals believe that confession is the point of salvation for a person. That by confession, a person is able to be saved or that through a, a prayer, salvation can be granted. And to back this idea, many people use the book of Romans chapter 10 and specifically verse 13 where the Bible tells us, For whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Many people claim that this verse solidifies that belief that a confession or prayer does suffice when it comes to salvation. First off, we are mindful of the fact that there is nothing a man or woman can do to earn their salvation. However, God does have a plan in place to grant salvation to those who are obedient through His love and His mercy that He has for us. While at first glance a person may be confused by this verse in the context of salvation, it is vital that we look at this verse in the context where this verse is in the Bible and the meaning behind this verse and the verses surrounding it. Romans was a book written to a congregation of people who were already New Testament Christians. They had already received the precious gift of salvation. Furthermore, as we will study in the coming weeks, Lord willing, baptism and its role in God's plan for salvation is discussed in great detail in Romans chapter 6. Four whole chapters before this verse is written. Simply put, this verse is not saying that a confession is the time of salvation. In fact, this chapter is actually discussing the fact that the gospel is not reserved for the Jew or the Gentile, but rather the gospel is for all. We must be mindful of context in any part of the Bible, but even now at this time during our study together. And we must also be mindful that at this time, culturally, there was a divergence of cultures between the Jews, who had historically been God's chosen people under the old law, and the Gentiles who are now being offered the gospel and the salvation, despite their heritage and despite their nationality. In fact, Romans discusses these differences and the need for unity among the different cultures for the betterment of the kingdom, because the gospel is for all. So with that in mind, let us read Romans chapter 10, verses 9-13 through 13 this time. There the Bible says, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord for all, abounding in riches for all who call on him, for whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. We will now break these verses down through using our knowledge of the background of the situation and the intent of these verses. Now, so far in our study, we have seen that the Bible has shown us many things in regards to salvation and God's plan for salvation. First off, we know that we must hear. Secondly, we know we must believe. And thirdly, we know that we must repent. And now we see confession is the next part of God's plan with baptism soon to follow for the obedient child of God. While baptism, as we will discuss next week, is the moment where our sins are washed away, that does not mean we have the authority to alter, skip, or rearrange any part of God's plan, and confession is needed. In fact, this confession was needed by the eunuch in Acts chapter 8, verse 37, as we studied together earlier. Confession is essential. Likewise, all parts of God's plan are essential. Furthermore, what is the difference here between confession or a prayer being considered as a moment of salvation and a person making the claim that belief alone is enough? If we choose to take this verse and use this verse to say, this says you will be saved, we can also say that about John chapter 3 verse 16 and belief. John chapter 3 verse 16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 tells us that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So going back to John chapter 3 verse 16, during our study of believing that we had a couple of weeks ago, we saw that belief was not enough for salvation, but it's so, so important as a part of God's plan for salvation. For even the demons believed and trembled as we read earlier. So we know that belief is not enough, but if we take that verse out of context, then it says, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting or eternal life. If a person decides to say the confession is enough based solely on Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, another can use the same ideology and backing to say that belief alone is enough. But as we have studied, as we've reviewed today, salvation is not a part, but it is the wholeness of God's plan. Nothing alone is enough, but all of God's plan is, because that is the will of God. Simply put, it is important that as Bible students, we read the Bible in context. We cannot and should not decide what to believe and not to believe for sake of self, culture, and what our family believes, what a person may tell us or teach us. Rather, we strive to adhere to the divinity of God's Word. We have to take God's Word as a whole. At the same time, if a person believes, that means they have heard. Then through this belief, that person will seek repentance. Then this repentance leads into confession, then at confession unto baptism. As we see, this is God's plan in order, just as He intended through His will and just as the Bible has shown us in our study together. Continuing on in Romans chapter 10, verse 10, the Bible tells us in the King James that with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Confession is not made for salvation, 
but is made unto salvation. And those of you who were in our repentance study last week, this reminds us of John the Baptist and his baptism, doesn't it? His teaching was a teaching of repentance unto salvation, just as his confession is again unto salvation. This verse showing us that confession is so important. It is needed for it leads us to salvation, but it is still leading, isn't it? Leading us to something else. But then we see in verse 12 the intent of these verses. These verses were not written to be confusing or contrary to baptism. Rather, these were written to show us that there is no distinction anymore between Jew and Greek or any other nationality. As the Bible says, for the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call on Him. Now we see the idea behind the pushing of this confession and calling on Jesus. It is a reminder that the gospel is for all who call, not just the Jew or the Greek. Verse 14 is a reference to Joel chapter 2 verse 32. Then this section of scripture is quoted again by Peter during the first gospel sermon in Acts chapter 2 verse 21. The Bible says there in Acts chapter 2 verse 21, And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Reiterating the fact that the gospel is for everyone, not just the Jewish people. So how do we know that confession leads unto salvation? We just read Acts chapter 2 verse 21, and then Acts chapter 2 verse 38, the Bible tells us, Peter said to them, Repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. As we see, confession is so very important. And anybody who believes salvation can be granted without confession is sadly misinformed. Today, confession must be taught as it is in God's Word, leading unto salvation. So today in our study, we understand the absolute vitality of confession, and we are aware of its importance in God's plan, thanks to the gospel. However, we also understand that our confession of Jesus being the Son of God is still leading unto something else. Please join us next week as we see what we are leading unto as we begin to look at baptism. I'm thankful for you for listening. I'm thankful for the time that you've set aside so we can have this study together. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on podcast services, we are on YouTube at By Every Word Bible Study Podcast. We can also be found on Apple. Google, and Spotify podcast apps. Please feel free to listen, and you can always reach out to us at beachhilyouth, B-E-E-C-H, at gmail.com. Be glad to have you ask any questions or concerns you may have. We would love to help you out in any ways that we can. As always, may God bless you, may God bless your family, and may we live by every word.